0: You are listening to We Woke Up Like This, and I am your host, Joya Sosnowski. I am dedicated to the soul's growth and seeing the higher self embodied, expanded, and expressed in every woman. Enjoy the show. Hello, all you beautiful, wonderful, glorious human. All right, today on the podcast and this YouTube conversation, I want to share on something really important. And especially since we are rolling into December and we're all about to go into our goal planning and vision casting and all of those things that we set our intentions for 2024. And I hear somebody, so many people saying more, I want more in 2024. 2024 is all about more. My question is, Why wasn't there more in 2023? Did you meet the goals and the visions that you set for yourself for 2023? Did you land in those intentions that you set for 2023 as we're coming to the end of 2023? And if the answer is no, that you didn't, and you're still stuck, you're not as far as you wanted to be, you don't understand why, I'm here to help. I'm here to have a conversation about this because... You know, ever since I was a little girl, there's a part in the Bible, and I should have looked it up. Um, I think it's Paul in the, one, of the, one of the Paul books. <laughs> one of the Paul books, I know that's very specific. But he says something along the lines of, um, why do I do the thing I will myself not to do? I remember him saying that and I was like, wow, well, if he struggled with that, then I guess it's normal for me to struggle with that too, for all of us to struggle with that. But it's not normal and it doesn't have to be our reality because there are things that we can come to understand about how we work and be able to change that. And I'm going to give you some tools and some techniques for helping your body regulate itself because all of this is about disrupting Our own nervous system. So, even when we set goals, we want to transform, we're ready to change, we're ready to set this vision and step into this new way of being. Why aren't we doing it? Why is it so hard to change? And the answer is, It's our nervous system and we have to prepare ourselves, prepare our nervous system, our regulation for transformation. We can't just jump into it and expect our, expect ourselves to feel okay and safe in that space because it just won't be that way. So I have a whole little list here. So I wouldn't forget any notes that I wanted to talk about. And so this is all about embracing change. And of course, for me, using the power of sound to help with that internal transformation to help regulate and calm and soothe your nervous system when you are in the midst of transformation. Change is hard, but it doesn't have to be hard. This is a way to make it much easier for yourself. So let's dive into this conversation, shall we? Okay. So Change, whether it's perceived as positive or negative, triggers a sense of reactions in the body and in the mind. And understanding this response, these reactions, especially to positive change, because this is what we're talking about here, is crucial for adapting and thriving during our times of transition. So what we need to understand is that our change, us changing ourselves, not only disrupts our family our people that are closest to us, it also is disrupting our own internal world, it's disrupting our own internal belief system, our own internal dialogue, how we feel. So we need to be aware that the fight or flight response isn't just there for when we are in actual danger or actual stress. But the stress of transformation, changing ourselves is going to also kick up our body's fight or flight response. So we're going to dive all into that and talk about this. Okay, so um, change by definition disrupts our current state, our routines and our expectations. And the body responds to change as it does to stress and it triggers the fight or flight response. The stress response and positive change, I wanna talk about that. So why does this happen? Well, number one, as I've talked about many times on my podcast and on my YouTube channel is my question that helped me to transform personally. So I just wanna share briefly, you know, my story and my experience with this. So you understand, you know, I grew up with a lot of stress, a lot of trauma. I'm a nine on the aces. And so during my twenties and my thirties and my forties, when I was on this deep healing journey and doing the work decade by decade by decade to change myself, I found myself arriving at a place where life was good. My kids are great and healthy. my career, I'm creating what I want to do. I'm getting to do what I want to do. my marriage is good. I'm we're getting along great. Everything is going so great and I'm still self-sabotaging. And I was like, why? Am I in this loop of binge eating, binge drinking? There was this whole do loop I was in. So here's how it would go. Life is going great. I go out and I binge drink or I binge eat. Then I feel really crappy about that experience. And so I beat myself up. And not only that, but when you're, when you put alcohol in your body like that in a binge, it also disrupts your whole, um, hormone system, right? So now my body is and I've killed all my serotonin. So my body, my body goes into massive anxiety. So then I would have anxiety for days. So it would take me like a good solid week after a binge to get back on track, get back to doing the things I was doing. And then I would repeat the cycle. So this was this whole cycle just repeating and I was getting absolutely nowhere. I was just stuck what we would call a plateau. So I'm on this growth plateau. And then I'm like, why is this happening? And then I asked the question that dropped in and it said, what if this isn't a mindset issue? What if you can't think your way out of this? What if your body is your unconscious mind? So that just sent me down a whole research quest of answering that question. And the answer is yes, your body is your unconscious mind. And so when we are stepping into that still pond of our unconscious mind, we're going to kick up. All of these defense mechanisms and tools and adaptations that we've created for ourselves to keep ourselves in our own perceived level of homeostasis, even if that homeostasis is chaos that we think we can manage. If we manifest and manufacture our own chaos, then that puts us in this. A realm of control. I'm in. I'm in controlling my chaos because I'm the creator of my chaos, and I know how to manage my own chaos. But it's insane to keep doing this, right? So, when I said to answer that question and discovered my body was my unconscious mind. Then that prepared me that gave me the tools to energetically prepare myself for the transformation that I wanted to make. And stopping binge eating for me was a huge one, a monumental task I've had since I was eight years old. So when I stopped binge eating, anxiety Rode up in my body. And I'm talking major anxiety in my solar plexus. And what I realized was that this anxiety can also come from excitement. This anxiety can come from stepping into what I'm creating, right? This stepping into this bigger life, this bigger way of being showing up differently, that that also creates anxiety. And so anxiety is anxiety is anxiety, right? The vibration of anxiety is the same. And the anxiety I had as a child, I would numb it through food. And so anytime I would feel a ping of anxiety, my body's instant reaction, my very unconscious reaction was to numb that anxiety. So that's why I was in that do loop because I was numbing the anxiety, not realizing that I was even numbing anxiety because consciously I wasn't feeling or experiencing anxiety right when that feeling would, would trigger up in my body, I was numbing it. So it was this whole experience of just checking out. So I was just stuck instead of ascension and going up a spiral where you return and it gets smaller and you return every time I was going in a circle. I was just stuck in a circle. So when we have positive response or positive stress, excuse me, which is called eustress or positive stress, it is still a stress response in the body. The body will release stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, which can cause an increased heart rate, heighten our senses and give us a burst of energy. Now, if we know that that response is kicking up in us. We can utilize it to propel us in the direction that we will to go. We can will to use our energy. But if it's unconscious and we go into fear, we go into automatic reacting without conscious thought about it, we're going to do the old habits and what we've always done to keep ourselves in our perception of safety and control. So why it happens, the body's response is the body's way of preparing to meet the challenges of a new situation. The role of the autonomic nervous system regulates the body's unconscious actions and is divided into our sympathetic, which is our fight or flight or our parasympathetic, which is our rest and digest or rest and reset systems. During change, the sympathetic nervous system can dominate initially, but over time, the parasympathetic nervous system helps to restore our balance, which brings us relaxation and recovery. The I learned all about this stuff in mindfulness training when I was learning all about the body and the mind in mindfulness training. But nobody ever told me in all of my years of working with a coach in all of my years of working in therapy and all of my years of doing all the work I've done, no one ever said, this is going to be, uh, your body is going to react in the same way that it does to negative stress, and just to prepare your nervous system to be ready to accept the changes that you yourself are introducing into your own life. So this is about becoming really, really aware and really, really mindful of what is happening within this universe of our body. We can't change what we're not aware of. And if we are not in the body, if we're not embodied, then we are in reaction mode and our body, the unconscious mind just takes over and it's like, boom, taken over. And it was always for me, like, it feels like some other self takes over. And yeah, it's my automatic robot self that takes over when I was doing that. So this is the importance of creating a mind body connection. Emotions can manifest physically. So even positive emotions like excitement or joy definitely produce intense bodily reactions. If you're not comfortable in your body, and you can't discern the feeling of anxiety that's kicking up in your belly from excitement from uh, the excitement of trying something new, versus the fear of death, the fear of being destroyed, that energy, when it initially kicks up, we aren't able to tell ourselves the difference between those energies. And so our body will read it as being the same if we aren't there to have a conscious conversation with our unconscious body and calm ourselves down. The cognitive effects change can impact our mental functions, including our attention, memory, and problem-solving abilities due to the stress it imposes. So we want to be really gentle and really gracious with ourselves when we are implementing change or transformation. Okay. We want to really, really, really not judge ourselves. We do not want to condemn ourselves. We do not want to put ourselves down. We do not want to implement negative self-talk. We do not want to try to whip ourselves into obeying ourselves. We want to instead love ourselves enough that we feel safe inside of our own body to make the changes we want to make, to do the things we want to do, to become the person that we want to become. The first thing is to recognize the signs and being aware of how your body responds to change is the first step in managing those reactions. So what are your coping mechanisms right now when you are fight, flight, freeze or fawn, right? Those are the the four ways. We fight, we flee, we freeze, Or we fawn or become a chameleon where we're just gonna now fit into whatever situation and and we're gonna schmooze our way out of whatever the situation is. So what are your coping mechanisms right now that you use for dealing with stress? Do you check out? Do you run away? Do you distract yourself? Do you numb out? Do you busy yourself? Do you exercise the body to death? Like, What do you do right now to help yourself cope with the stress of change. Mindfulness and relaxation practices help like meditation, deep breathing, and of course sound helps to regulate and activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And the reason why is when we go into stress, fight or flight, and the brain is like danger, danger, and our whole body gets flooded with cortisol, which is now preparing us for for a fight, for a flight, for a freeze, right? So we're preparing our body, which means all of the blood has rushed to our muscles. Our pupils are dilated, like all these physiological reactions happen when your body goes into fight, flight response. So when, and one of those uh, key things that we do is we tense up and we hold our breath. And you'll notice that when you're stressed out, that you're holding your breath or that you're, 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 Muscles just feel a little bit tighter. And so if we consciously bring awareness to that tightness, to that anxiety, to that clenching, to that freezing, to that tensing, we can take some deep breaths and calm ourselves down instantly because the brain does not breathe deeply. The body does not breathe deeply and signal the brain that we are calm when we're stressed out. So when we know we're not in stress and we know we're in the very active, active transformation, we can take a pause and take a deep breath. And even mentally, I will say when I'm breathing in, I will say, breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, my body is calm. So let's just try that right now. Taking a deep breath in, say to yourself, breathing in, I calm my body. Hold it for four seconds. Two, three. And on the exhale, breathing out, my body is calm. And just notice how your shoulders might have dropped a little just in that one breath and do that a few times and you will definitely instantly calm down your nervous system. Of course, making healthy lifestyle choices, regular exercise, eating healthy, drinking enough water, and getting enough sleep are absolutely critical during the times of transformation. A lot of people can call these ascension symptoms, by the way, because that's also the same thing. It's like our body needs to, at a cellular level, at the very level of our cells, our body needs to adapt to these new changes, this new way of being that you yourself are introducing into your own self. And so it's up to you to do the work to help your body be calm and receptive to the changes that you are making. Understanding that it's normal for the body to react to change, even positively can alleviate the stress associated with it. Over time, as we adjust to our new situation, the body's stress response diminishes, leading to a new equilibrium and a new homeostasis. So that's the whole process, right? We introduce a change, we freak out because we're introducing a change, and then we keep on introducing that change. We keep doing it despite the effort. And that's the thing, too. In the beginning, it takes energy to implement transformation, to implement change, because it's not, it doesn't have, um, the habits of mind behind it now to make it an automatic habit that it's just who you are right so once it becomes who you are it's much easier so let's talk about we talked about the body we talked about the autonomic nervous system we talked about um why it happens this prolonged feeling of stress as we're changing We talked about treating ourselves with kindness and patience and love during the process of our transformation. So let's talk about sound healing and using your voice as powerful tools in preparing and supporting your nervous system during times of change. Number one. Sound healing involves calming repetitive sounds that induce the state of relaxation, it instantly lowers your cortisol levels and reduces the overall stress response aiding in smoother transitions during periods of change, surround yourself with beautiful calming sounds surround yourself with relaxing sounds. You can find great videos on YouTube that play literally all day long for hours. If you can just put them on, There's this is beautiful, calming sound, just playing in the background of your work environment, your daily environment, your home environment, wherever you are. Second is mindfulness and focus. Engaging with sound brings your attention to the present moment, promoting, of course, mindfulness. The focus alleviates anxieties about the past or the future, which are always heightened during periods of change. So pay attention to what you're thinking about, what's being brought up as a story. Sometimes the thoughts aren't uh, like very logical thought. They could just be a story that gets kicked up about uh, what you're experiencing or what could happen or what you miss about what you were doing Um, the, the mind kicks up all kinds of creative stories. There's all kinds of creative ways that the body like or that the mind likes to ruminate about the past and worry and project into the future. So bringing yourself into the present moment is a very powerful tool. That's what mindfulness is all about. And sound is an effortless way to bring yourself into the present moment because you can only hear right now. Breath is a powerful way to bring yourself in the present moment because you can only breathe right now. The five, senses are the gateway to the present moment. Three is emotional release and expression using your own voice, (laughs) whether it's through singing, chanting, toning, or just sounding it out can be a powerful way to express and process your emotions. Vocalization is therapeutic and helps to release pent-up emotions and improves your overall well-being. The fourth is physical resonance and vibration. Sound vibrations have a direct physical impact on the body. They can influence your brainwave patterns, leading to deeper relaxation and heightened alertness as needed. The vibrations can also be felt physically in the body, providing a form of sensory feedback that can be both grounding and soothing. One of the most important things that I teach all of my clients is a process I call Sound It Out. I've shared so many videos on YouTube of me doing this. Um, I've shared it on podcasts. I share it in workshops. (laughs) I share it all the time. And there's no wrong way to do it. And all you do is like right now, I'm in my house alone. um, I'm tuning into my body and I can just say, I need, what is, what feeling is in my body? What am I feeling in my body? Well, right now I happen to be in a state of deep relaxation and peace and excitement about um, our holiday, our family vacation we have coming up. We're leaving tomorrow. So what is that feeling that I'm feeling? I'm feeling, and when I tune into that vibration, the excitement, I feel a little bubbling up happening. I can feel it in my solar plexus. I feel it like come up through my heart chakra and just the joy and the love of being with my family. And my sound, if I want to sound that out and sound it to the universe and sound it and lock it in my body with this feeling of gratitude and joy and love for my family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It doesn't have to be a pretty sound. Sometimes that sound is just uh, letting out your frustration. There's so many sounds. And if you're with a baby and you pay attention to how a baby sounds, it's totally authentic. They're like, they're just exploring their voice. And this is what the invitation is for you to deeply embody your body and ask it, what sound do you want to make? And let that sound out, sound it out. Okay, improving sleep and rest sound therapies aid in relaxation and can improve in your quality of sleep. Good rest is crucial during times of change and it allows the body and mind to recover and strengthens your resilience. Definitely, 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 definitely make sleep a priority. And you can listen to a relaxing sound bath before bed. Again, go to YouTube or my website, and I've got some things on there for sleep, for relaxation, you name it, I can create a soundscape for it. Cognitive benefits, sound, healing, and musical activities enhance cognitive functions, such as memory, attention, and creativity. This is especially beneficial when adapting to new situations or learning new skills drumming, (laughs) sounding, chanting, singing, doing all of these things with your voice, Uh, what it does is, It actually, and art, by the way, making art also does the same thing is that it exercises both hemispheres of the brain, not just your right brain. It's actually your whole brain is getting exercised. And during music, especially musicians have brains that are wired differently than other people because they're whole cross brain wired and. It accesses dynamic thinking. So you're able to say, ooh, this peanut butter would be really good with this chocolate and put things together in a really creative way and innovative way and novel way that hasn't been done before. And this is so much fun to do for your own life. You can look at ways that you can create and manifest in your own life in a really unique way. And then of course, community and connection, participating in sound healing sessions and communal singing fosters community and support which is super important during times of transition. It's hard to transition and make transformations on your own. It's so much more helpful when you have the support of family, friends, a community, a coach, a group, whoever it is, whatever it is that um, you are transforming. I guarantee you there are other people working on transforming similar things. And you can find a group, a support group to support you through that. I want to talk about habits and changing habits because... I had this insight and this is exactly how I wrote it. What about my beliefs and bad habits I've cultivated to distract me from how I'm feeling in the body? When I'm changing my habits, then these feelings are activated and it causes me to spring into the bad habit. So this is where the knowledge of of the body as the unconscious mind becomes really, really, really important because when you're changing habits, we encounter internal resistance, okay? So not only is it hard to change when we say we're gonna do a change of habit around us, not all, we don't always get the support of the people around us, but then we also have our own internal resistance going on, right? And it's partly due to how our beliefs and existing habits are intertwined with our emotional estates. So our beliefs and our emotional responses, especially those formed over the years, um, our beliefs in definitely influence our emotional responses, and when these beliefs are challenged or we attempt to change habitual behaviors, it triggers discomfort, anxiety, and other strong emotions that we have in our body that are that's locked around those beliefs. Our habits are coping mechanisms. Many habits, particularly those we classify as our bad habits often develop as coping mechanisms to avoid or numb uncomfortable feelings. So when you try to change these habits, the underlying feelings they've been masking can resurface, which is very unsettling. So this is why when you start to make some deep, do the deep work and you start to do the deep transformation work of changing your habits, it steps into this old stuff comes up. This is the shadow work, right? Because it we're stepping now consciously especially if we're using sound or drumming to do this work, which it can support your changes, but you've a vision, vision, your body, like being a a still pond. And now you're stepping your foot into that pond and all of those old stuff that's been buried underneath those habits. Like my habit of eating, I discovered was anxiety buried under there that we push, we kick it up. And now, instead of reacting to it, we choose to sit with it, we choose to engage with it, we choose to converse with it, and we choose to treat ourselves with love. Changing can also ab- activate the habit loop. And the habit loop is a cue, a routine, which is the habit this- itself, and the reward you get from the habit. Changing habit means disrupting this loop. When feelings associated with old habits resurface, they act as cues prompting you to engage in habitual behavior for its perceived reward, which could be emotional relief, distraction, et cetera. Okay. So that habit loop is very important and it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's the emotional triggers we're talking about right now, right? So in my habit loop now, I'm going to not eat when I'm not hungry, that my body was so used to being distracted and my brain was so used to thinking about food all the time that when I stopped doing it, it created all this spaciousness in my brain for new thoughts and it created anxiety in my body because I was used to just numbing whatever emotion came up. Neurological factors, habits from neural form, neural pathways in the brain. Changing them requires building a new pathway and weakening old ones, a process that takes time and effort. During a transition, the brain might default to its well-established pathways, which are old habits, under stress, and emotional disturbance. Hmm. When that happens, know that to catch yourself in the habit and to stop it is the very act of rewiring your brain. Every time you choose to practice a new habit, to practice a new practice instead of what you did before, that is the act of rewiring your brain. And again, it takes tremendous effort in the beginning to implement our new habits. And this is why it's important to just do one simple thing at a time. We don't want to overload ourselves with this with this radical transformation of all of a sudden, I'm just going to step into this whole new way of being. Because if we do that, we're going to shock our system. And unless you've really prepared your nervous system and you're hyper aware of your body, and you're going to make yourself get through that period of time, it's easier to just do it a little bit at a time in increments in short, small bite sized small reward increments and go for those small rewards, those small wins, because those small wins add up. And it's not nearly as painful as having to change everything in your life overnight, as you may have experienced, which which usually usually when we do experience that radical change that happens, it's usually due to a catastrophe, a car accident, a divorce, a death, these things that happen in our life that are unforeseen, unplanned, we're unprepared. And they really pull the rug of reality right out from under us. And they knock us on our ass. And they knock the wind out of us. And sometimes we just sit there and sob not knowing what to do. Positive change can be the same way. So we don't want to do that to ourselves. We want to really set ourselves up to win. Our bodies can hold and manifest emotional tensions when we're changing our habits, especially those related to physical activities or substances like eating, smoking, or overexercising. The body may experience physical reactions, which can trigger a return to the old habits as a form of relief and our own attempt at our own homeostasis. So to navigate these pitfalls that we have that in reality are there to protect us, but they're not protecting us when we're not utilizing them for the power that they actually have. So first we want to develop awareness. Be mindful of your emotional states and your triggers. Understand the emotions and beliefs underpinning your habits is crucial. This is why when you're planning a plan, when you have a vision for what you that you want to step into, you really, really, really need to lock into your why. And it needs to be a deep why, not a surfacey why. It needs to be a deep, deep why. That drives you. And it needs to be in the positive too, right? It's not for somebody else. It's for you. And it needs to be in the positive. It needs to be affirmed in a positive light, in a positive statement of who you are now. And you constantly can reaffirm this new way of being to yourself with gentleness, with kindness, with love, and that you're creating new habits instead. This self-talk I'm telling you is Key number one, the self-awareness and the self-talk are so important, so, so, so important to be mindful of. If you spend a whole year doing nothing but noticing your self-talk and correcting that self-talk to become your own inner best friend, then all of this stuff becomes obsolete. It becomes easier to transform when you have a cheerleader in your head instead of a, a person in your head who's trying to destroy you. Number two, cultivate new coping strategies. Have a plan, find healthier ways of coping, make a list of things that you can do instead of what you were doing before, instead of the habit that you are wanting to change or let go of. So for me, instead of running to the refrigerator, every time I have anxiety, I hum, I sing, I tone, I take a drum and I'll just take for like two minutes and I'll just drum with a drum right on my belly and I'll just hum. And after this, that short amount of time, I feel so much better. It's just absolutely amazing. We wanna take up mindfulness or exercising or talking to somebody or taking up humming or singing or drumming or picking up a book or writing a poem or writing about it. Or there's just infinite ways that you can find to put in a healthier habit, a healthier way of being than um, what is no longer serving you. Be patient and compassionate with yourself. Be patient and compassionate with yourself. Be patient and compassionate with yourself. Habit change is a process and it's not linear. You can definitely expect setbacks, but be kind to yourself when they happen. And then what happens is when you you catch yourself and you're in the midst of the habit, right? Like I've got... I'm in the middle of shoving another cookie in my mouth and I've already ate four and I'm like, and I catch myself and then I stop. And I drop that mindset that says, well, I've already ate four. I may as well eat the whole bag. No, I put it down. I put it away. And I say, I can choose peace instead of this. I choose me instead of this. I choose my transformation instead of this. I choose what I really want instead of this. Taking some deep breaths, saying to yourself, I love you. I've got your own back. There's such, such, such important ways. And every time you catch yourself and you interrupt that habit, and then you notice the peace that comes in, you can make that your new normal. You can make that your new normal. And for those of us who grew up with a lot of chaos, chaos management has become our normal. And we create chaos in order to manage chaos. And so it's really important to be super, super, super self-aware. And that is that is the work of cultivating transformation is also cultivating deep self-awareness to go along with it. Without the deep self-awareness, the transformation is less likely to happen. And then of course, seek support. Get professional support if you need it from a therapist, get a coach if you need a coach, get a group to be with a group, engage your best friend, engage your sister or your brother or your husband or your spouse, Whoever it is in your life that can be the champion of your transformation and you can be the champion of their transformation so that you're holding each other up, you're holding each other accountable, and you're seeing each other in your highest light. You see them as they already are. You see yourself as you already are, and you see them as they already are, as they want to be. Understanding and working through all of these psychological um, practices is going to be the key to helping you in your transformation and your I want more in 2024 goals. Okay, so let's talk about mindful awareness with sound and voice and how that can help you. Number one, mindful listening to nature sounds. I love to just go outside. It's such a beautiful interrupter. Listening to the wind in the trees, the birds, feeling the grass under my feet, mother earth, so wherever you are taking just a minute to go outside and just listen, listen to the, to the soundscape of nature around you. And if you live in a big city, then find a nature soundscape, soundscape and put on some headphones and listen to that and just focus on the sounds. A guided sound meditation, of course. Guided meditations navigate you through your thoughts and your emotions, and the sound helps to deepen your meditative state. Vocal toning or chanting, engaging in vocal toning and chanting, simple mantras, simple sounds, even just saying, ah, a, e, you can actually experiment with the vowels, which all mean something different and see which one feels good in the body. And then breath and voice synchronization, which of course, what that is, is taking a breath in. Um. that's just deep breathing and the repeated audible sound out of your mouth find one that sounds good and feels good um you can play with the pitch and the tonality and the volume, and the sound, and see which one feels best for where you are. And then these practices help to bring you into a mindful and present state of mind. And they're a constructive way to support your nervous system to aid in the process of habit change and transformation. So I want to talk about humming because humming now is one of my favorite ways to help my clients to transform. Humming is so simple. Anyone can hum. Anyone can hum. Pretty much anyone can hum, I should say. And all you do is just take a deep breath in. Hum. I'm playing with my hum there for you to find uh, where it feels good in your body, where you like the sound of the hum. But it comes down when you hum, it actually comes down through your vagus nerve, which goes right through your throat. And then your vagus nerve connects to every organ in your body. We also know that the vagus nerve not only sends information from the brain down into the body, it also works the reverse way. It sends information from your body to your brain. So this is why you get bodily unconscious body responses, sending fight or flight, fight or flight to your brain before you've even had a thought to think about, or you could be thinking about the joy of transformation, but your body is like fight or flight, fight or flight, because it's communicating information going the other way. So you can use your hum in your vagus nerve to calm it down. So one of the best ways to find your hum is to utilize your own natural tone, tone of voice. And a simple way to start to do that is just to say your name. So practice it with me right now and just say, hi, my name is, fill in your name. Hi, and say it in your natural voice. Hi, my name is Joya. Hi, my name is Joya. Hi, my name is Joya. Hi. And then as you're talking, stop talking and turning into a hum. Hello. And just really feel where you feel that hum. See if you can move your hum around from your mouth or your head hum to your throat, to your chest. And just play with it. And find where in your body that hum feels good humming gives you an internal vibrational massage which can be felt in your head your face and your neck and also your chest and it acts like a gentle internal massage for this very important part of your body this communication aspect of your body humming has a calming effect it's very soothing and has been shown to promote calmness by activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest or rest and reset response. Number three, it increases nitric oxide production. Humming increases the production of nitric oxide, which is a gas with various health benefits, including improved blood circulation and reducing your blood pressure it enhances breathing it encourages deep and slow breathing which is beneficial for reducing stress and improving your lung function and of course mindfulness and focus focusing on the sound and sensation of humming brings attention to the present moment which aids in mindfulness and reduces your scattered or fearful thoughts so let's practice practice it again together so standing up or sitting or lying down Find a comfortable spot where you can be quiet for just a few moments by yourself. And begin with a few deep, slow, relaxed breaths. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I am calm. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I am calm. And I like to do that for three or four deep breaths. And then on the exhale, instead of a silent breath, you simply gently hum. And again, you can keep it at a consistent humming pitch or you can vary it and just play with the hum and see where it feels really good in your body. Focus on the vibration of the hum, feel it in your body, especially around your face, your neck, your head your chest. And when you do this for a long time, when I hum, when I sit and hum, I can actually feel it in my hands. I could feel the vibration go down into my hands and, and into my feet sometimes because your body is a resonant chamber and your bones are conductors mm-hmm. <laughs> of the resonance in your body. So you can take a deep breath. Let's all hum together. And you can do this for as long as it feels comfortable. I recommend doing it for at least two minutes. So if you're like at a stressful workplace in a stressful situation, you can definitely excuse yourself for two minutes, set your phone on phone alarm and just take some deep breaths and some humming. So let's do this together for the next couple of breaths. So breath in. Mm Humming is very useful when you're experiencing stress, anxiety, or when you're trying to shift away from less helpful habits. It's a practice that can be integrated into your daily life, even for short periods to bring back a sense of calm and groundedness. So it's a way that you can intentionally prepare your nervous system for transformation. So do this before you're going to do the new habit of transformation. Do this before, do this while you're doing your habit of transformation, whatever it is, you're making yourself be in momentum. And I call it positive mind momentum that once you have now cultivated this new way of being, it's no longer effort. There's no longer an effort or a lot of energy required because you do it automatically. Right? So I think I've covered everything that I wanted to talk about, about preparing your nervous system for transformation, that your body is going to go into old habits, old fight or flight. And that that body sense can definitely override the mind. And especially when the thoughts are new, they're not completely embedded into who you are. And you can talk yourself out of where you want to go. So we want to help get you there. And the easiest way I have found is with sound. So of course, I am absolutely honored to create beautiful meditative soundscapes based on your own personal musical astrology. It's a meditation soundscape that you love listening to. It has your home notes in it. So even listening to your musical astrology with humming is a very powerful tool, five minutes a day in the morning, in the afternoon and at night. So 15 minutes total during the day that you take these five-minute breaks to do this intentionally, and you are helping to prepare your nervous system for the changes you are making in your life. You are self-supporting yourself in your own growth process by helping your body feel and know that the changes that you want to make are safe, that the changes and the transformation that you are making is safe and is going to be the best, highest possible thing for your life instead of what you're doing now. If what you were doing now was perfectly fine, you wouldn't want to change, right? No one would want to change. There would be no self-help market if everybody was perfectly happy just doing whatever they're doing right now. So I'm very absolutely honored to create musical soundscapes for you. If that's something you would like, you can go to vibology.com and shoot me an email and we can have a conversation about it or just order it and send me all of your information. And I will create you your five minute musical astrology soundscape sound is the most powerful way to soothe your nervous system to put yourself into your rested reset nervous system to let your body know that all is well with this change and transformation and that you are creating a new homeostasis for yourself it can be done it's possible I've done it. I'm a living testimony and testament to my work. And I have clients who are living testimonies and testaments to this work as well. Sound helps you make whatever change it is that you're wanting to make. And I cannot overstate that enough. (laughs) All right, loves. I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving if you are in the United States. And if not, then what are you grateful for? What is bringing your heart and your soul so much gratitude on this beautiful, beautiful time on earth? I love you so much you're amazing, you're special, you're unique, you're a miracle. You belong here. You are worthy and you are certainly worthy to step into the dream and the vision that you are holding for yourself. All right, loves, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. I would appreciate a like, a subscribe and a follow wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, send me an email, joya at vibology.com. Thank you so much.